time is now, and uh, if you remember, we're uh, studying the book of Haggai, or Haggai, either way is a fine pronouncement, and so uh, make sure you get out uh, get out your Bible, get out the half sheet, get out your app, whatever it is you need, because uh, we're going to be in chapter 2, and it's only two chapters long, remember, it's a great little book, it's only two chapters long, so get it out, and uh, we're going to jump into uh, Haggai. And just a little reminder, Pastor Andrew did a great job of kind of laying it out for us uh, last week, but just a quick reminder of what's going on. Uh, remember, the, the prophet Haggai is a minor prophet in the Old Testament, and he's speaking at a time when God's people uh, have returned to Jerusalem. So remember what happened. The uh, Babylonians came in and conquered Jerusalem, turned it all into rubble, right? Everything, just destroyed everything, including the temple. Right, And then uh, eventually uh, the uh, Persians uh, swallow up the Babylonians. And so uh, the permission is given for God's people to come back uh, and begin to uh, rebuild Jerusalem. So Nehemiah brings a remnant back. They build up the walls. They begin building up uh, the city. Then the prophet uh, Ezra, uh, Ezra comes along, challenges them to begin building uh, the temple, and they lay the foundation, and it's kind of stopped, right? Things have been sitting there for 16, 18 years. Nothing's been happening. And so God raises up the prophet uh, Haggai, and Haggai again challenges the people to get busy while they're living in plush houses, uh, to get busy and rebuild uh, the temple, right? Saying the time is now to get busy and rebuild uh, that temple. And you can go to Haggai 1, 14 and 15 here and see how God got involved and how God stirred him up to this. And this is really important uh, uh, as we talk today. So notice it says, So the Lord stirred up the spirit uh, of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtai, yeah, whatever he is, governor of Judah, that guy, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Josedak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. So he covers you know, the government, he covers the church, and he covers the people, right? But notice, in each, each instance, what is getting stirred up? Their spirit. You see that? That is really important today as we, as we think about uh, our topic today. Uh, notice right away what God is doing. God is stirring up their spirit. He stirs them up. Did you ever get stirred up about something? Right? You just get all, I mean, they're getting all juiced. They're getting excited, right? God is just, it's time, man. The time is now. You just need to do this. You need to get at this. Hey, guys, saying, listen, the time is now. We got to build that temple. We got to get on this job. It's been too long. It's time to get her done. Let's go. Let's rally the troops. And they just get all stirred up, right? You've been stirred up about something at some point in your life? Yeah, I get stirred up about some things too, right? And, uh, for instance, this is a piece of equipment that stirred me up. Uh, at one time, you you may have one of those sitting around or something like that. Uh, you, you, what uh, was second wind is making whole business out of our getting stirred up and not stirred up, right? Anyway, I still got it, right? Had that thing for a long time, and uh, you know, every once in a while, what happens? I just get stirred up. I just get stirred. Up. See, man, I got to get going on this temple of the Lord here and uh, start reshaping this clay because the shape's not doing so good right now, right? And so I get stirred up. Right? And then I get stirred. I, you know, just recently I got stirred up and another, you know, fellow believer came alongside me and said, Pastor, I'm going to help you. We got to do this. You know, I'm going to encourage you. And man, it started going and I started getting at it and I started using that piece of equipment again. How long do you suppose it lasted? Okay, let's go back to the text. 
And look, <laughs> it's important. Look at the end of the text here, right? It says, on the 24th day of the sixth month. That's when the Lord stirred him up, right? Get, circle that. Get, you got the date? On the 24th day of the sixth month, God stirred him up. Got him all excited, right? Okay? Now look at the next text. On the 21st day of the... How long did it last? About a month. About a month. Me too. About a month. You know, <laughs> doing the work. Yeah, about a month. And then I had to go somewhere and I got out of the habit. And Right? Same thing happened to God's people. They got all stirred up. They got all excited. But a month later, discouragement. Discouragement. And two kinds of discouragement, we'll see in the text, started attacking them. And it brought their work to a halt. What happens first? First, they get the discouragement of comparison, right? Comparative discouragement. Comparative discouragement. This hits us all the time. We get stirred up. We get a direction. And then we start looking around ourselves. Here's where it is in the text. Look down at verse 3. It says, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? What's he talking about? Well, what happened? They start building and they start building and then they they get thinking about it and they start getting discouraged because they start remembering. What do they remember? They remember Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple. Oh, oh, man, you've heard the stories about Solomon's temple, right? This was one incredible temple. I mean, it had gold and silver and, I mean, purple linens. And, I mean, this thing was incredible. Everything was just the artisan work. I mean, it was fantastic, magnificent. This is Solomon's work at the top, at the pinnacle, when he was on the throne. This thing was so awesome. And they look and they remember. And they say, what? How could we ever do anything like that? How, how could we even think? How could we even imagine that, that we could do something that would even compare to Solomon's temple? Now, here's the great irony. Notice in the question, who is left? Here's the great irony. Most of them never actually saw the temple. They've been in exile for 60, 70 years. Most of them never actually with their own eyes saw it. And if they did, they saw it only as a little kid. What are they doing? All they're doing is remembering the stories. They're remembering the stories. The stories have been told over and over and over again while they were in exile. The stories over and over and over again. How awesome, incredible, fantastic. You know, it's the fish that was this long in reality, but now it's this long in the story. That's just what they did with the temple. It became bigger and grander and larger and magnificent. And they compared themselves to something that wasn't actually real. And they got discouraged. Been there, done that? Try Facebook. Try Facebook. When you look on Facebook and you see, wow, look at that family. Man, that family is, look at that picture. They are awesome. They got it together. Oh, my gosh. Why can't our family be like that family? 
man, look, he just got another promotion. The guy's climbing the ladder, and here I am getting passed over all the time. I can't believe it, right? You start doing comparison, comparative discouragement. You compare yourself to this person, that person, the other person. You compare yourself and your family and your experiences, and somehow they're always better. The trouble is it's not real. It's the assumption. It's the facade. It's the way you paint the picture of what you think their life is in comparison to yours. And when we do that, we fall into discouragement. We fall into discouragement. The good old days. There's a great word in Ecclesiastes from Solomon who talks about the good old days. He says, do not say, why were those old days better than these? For it is not a wise question to ask. Right? You see, when you start doing comparison, you always convince yourself that somehow you just don't measure up. And discouragement gets a foothold. Second discouragement for them is the getting nowhere discouragement. Right? The getting nowhere discouragement says, listen, we've been doing this for a month, and man, it's just hard work, and we're just not getting it done. I mean, we're just not getting there. Look how little we've accomplished in a month, right? It's in the questions again. It says, how does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? They looked at what they were doing, and they got questioning and doubting and discouraged, and they said, how could we think? We're just a remnant. We're a bunch of exiles. How could we think? How could we even imagine that we could build something as fantastic as Solomon's temple? I mean, it took 183,000 workers to build Solomon's temple. And it took them seven years to do that. What? Who are we? Who are we that we could think to do such a thing? See what's happening? And we look at our families, and we look at our marriages, and we look at our careers, and we say, man, we've been working at this marriage thing for a month now, and it just doesn't seem to be getting better. Maybe it's just enough. Or, listen, I've been trying to be a better parent. I've been really trying to hold the line on the discipline thing and being consistent and everything. And, man, I just, I just don't know if our kids are really getting any better. Or I've been working, I've been putting in extra time, I've been doing everything I can, and somehow I'm always the one that gets skipped over. And we get discouraged. Like, who, who are we? Who are we that we could have something like that? Comparative discouragement? Getting nowhere discouragement. Been there, done that? It's so easy, isn't it? It's so easy. So what do we do? How do, we, how do we deal with, how do we defeat that kind of discouragement so it doesn't take a foothold in our lives? The prophet gives us a straightforward and simple word. Straightforward and simple word. He says what? But now do what? But now, say it with me, will you? But now be strong, right? Jump down. He says, declares the Lord, be what? Be strong. Yeah, he says. And finally, one more time, he says, be Three times. Be strong, be strong, be strong. You see that? Be strong, be strong, be strong. You think he's trying to tell you something. Be strong, be strong, be strong. And here's the important thing. Remember when we started, how did God stir them up? 
He stirred them up in their spirit. Here is the great biblical wisdom. When Haggai is prophesying to them, he is not telling them, listen, you just need to buck up. You just need to pull yourselves up by your bootstraps. You just need to to get in there, just buck up and be strong. No, no. He is telling them, listen, you need to stop looking at yourself. You need to stop thinking about yourself. You need to stop concentrating on yourself in comparison to everybody else or telling you how worthless you are. You need to instead start thinking about how strong the Spirit can be and do in your life. You need to be Spirit strong. That's what stirs us up. That's what gets the job done. You need to get your head on and instead get strong, strong, and strong in the Spirit of God and then do the work. You need to get strong, strong, strong in the Spirit that first stirred you up and just stay in that Spirit because that's going to lead you to the next level and the next accomplishment and the next future that God has in store. You need to get strong, 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 Spirit Strong, And we get to do that. We have that ability. Zechariah. Zechariah is another prophet. He comes along right beside Haggai, right, with the building of the temple. Zechariah says what? Not by my might, nor by, by, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Whose spirit? Not yours. Not yours. Spirit strong. You need to get God's spirit strong. You need to let the Holy Spirit take control of the situation. You need to let the Holy Spirit change the way you see things, the way you think about things, the way you look at things. Look at Acts 2. In the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit, what we're talking about. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. And what's going to happen? Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. What's going to happen to those people? They're going to start thinking and seeing different. Thinking and seeing different. You see, discouragement comes when you start looking at only ourselves. We look at ourselves and we compare ourselves. We look at ourselves and we see, where's it going? Haggai comes along and says, no, be spirit-driven. Be strong, be strong, be strong, but be strong in the spirit and we get to do that John 14 Jesus says listen I'm going to ask the father he's going to give you an advocate he's going to be with you he's going to help you it's called the spirit of truth and the world doesn't understand it it can't see him it doesn't know him but you Christ follower you you do you got something the world doesn't have you do you know him you can let him invade your life because he is going to live with you and he is going to be where in you, spirit strong. Spirit strong. You see, when you let that come true, when you let the spirit invade and take over the situation, when you let the spirit invade and change the way you see things, let the spirit invade and change the way you dream about things, when you let the spirit invade and fight the battle, things change. Things change. You become spirit strong. First John You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. What do you just tell you? You can be spirit strong. When we get spirit strong, when we get spirit strong, 
discouragement is defeated. Discouragement is defeated. When we defeat discouragement, we get spirit strong. It doesn't mean, oh, great, I do nothing. No, Haggai says what? Be strong, be strong, be strong, and then look at the end. Be strong, be strong, be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and do the work. Do the work. I mean, that great machine that I showed you earlier, that is an awesome machine. But if I get spirit strong on it, and I get convicted that God wants me to reshape this clay a little bit, I still got to get in there and do what? I got to do the work. I got to do the work, right? That's the way it is for us. We get spirit strong. We get stirred up, driven by the spirit. We stay spirit strong, but we still got to do the work. We just got to get determined to do the work. Just do the work in your marriage. Do the work in your career. Do the work in your family. You just got to do the work. Galatians, Paul says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Just do the work. Just do the work. But we do the work with a different strength, with a different attitude, with a different vision, because we do the work out of the strength of our spirit. Are you with me? Get this? If you get this, this is life change stuff. If you get this, this is life change stuff. Why? Because you start relying on the presence of Christ in your life and not, not on yourself. Not on yourself. You start relying on that power and on that presence. Here's what Haggai says again. He says, For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Therefore, what? Not be afraid of. Go get it. Be strong. Do the work. There's really great stuff in there. Notice he says, look, he's given them the promise. Yeah, spirit strong. I'm with you. I'm with you. And that spirit that is with you isn't just some old spirit, right? No, this is the spirit I promised, I covenanted, I agreed I would do this. You can count on it. It's true. I've already signed the agreement on this deal. That covenant is made. It's yours. It's a done deal. And that spirit that's with you is the same spirit that did what? Rescued an entire nation out of Egypt. And if that spirit can rescue an entire nation out of Egypt... What can it do in your life if you start being spirit strong, spirit strong, spirit strong? He's saying, listen, that's the deal. If you trust that spirit, you, you don't have to be afraid. And we're even New Testament people. We, we got even more promise on top of that, right? You go into Matthew 28, and Jesus is talking to his followers before he ascends into heaven, right? And notice, he says, listen, all authority in heaven and on earth, it's mine, it's been given to me. So you go out there and make disciples like Anna prayed. That's what we're about. Baptize them, right? And teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And notice the end. And surely I am with you always to when? The very end of the age. Now, let me ask you a simple question. You ready? Who's saying that? The answer is Jesus, right? Which Jesus? Walking around teaching Jesus? Or resurrected alive Jesus? Answer? Resurrected alive Jesus. Think about who just told you that. This is the guy that was dead. He was stone cold dead. 
He was dead just a few days ago. And now he's standing up and he's saying, listen, the guy, I, the one who has authority over heaven and earth, the one has authority to defeat death. I, this guy, I am going to be in you, with you to the end of the age. How can we not be? Now is the time to be spirit power driven people. Discouragement has no room for us. Because the one who is dead is alive and he's still in charge. And he promises what? He will be with you. He'll be in your family. He'll be in your, in your marriage. He'll be in your work. He'll be in all those circumstances. Whatever's going on in your life. There is nothing that you face alone. You can be strong. You can be strong. You can be strong. And you can do the work. Because you don't do it alone. You don't do it alone. We are not just any people. We are his people. And when you do that, your view, your attention, where you look, changes. When they were discouraged, which direction were they looking? They were looking back. They were looking at Solomon. They were looking back. They were looking at a temple. They were looking back. And they're looking at the present going, how can we do this? When you get spirit strong, you start looking forward. You start looking at what God can do. You start thinking about what God can accomplish in your life. You start thinking about what's ahead, not what's behind. Look what he says. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, got to do the work. Got to do the work for a little while. You got to do the work. But God's doing his work. He sees a picture so much bigger and broader than what you can see. You're just stuck here. You're looking at this. But he sees something even broader and bigger. Look what he says. In a little while. I will, not you will, I will, I will once again, I'm going to make the heavens and the earth and the seas and the dry land, I'm going to shake things up, I will, I'll shake up all the nations and what is desired by all the nations will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord. How big is his picture? You see, you're stuck here. But when you get spirit power, when you get spirit driven, when you understand it's not you, it's him. The future becomes so different. The possibilities of what he's at work doing in your life. You see, if when you're people who defeat discouragement, you're people who never underestimate what God can do. Never underestimate what God can do. This is, catch this, last word, catch this. He says, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be what? It's going to be greater than what? All the stories you ever heard about Solomon's temple. This is going to be more fantastic, more incredible. It's going to be greater than anything that's ever existed before. It's going to be more fantastic than all the gold and all the silver and everything you remember about Solomon's temple. Why? Because I'm the one that owns all the gold and all the silver. And I'm going to pour it out into your life, into this temple, and into this place. Because his picture is so much bigger. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. And do the work. Be strong and do the work. Because God's picture, God's vision of what He can do when you let Him take over is so much more. So much more than what you think or what you can imagine. And so here's the challenge. The challenge of the day. What are you discouraged about? What, what is it in your life today that you just you, you just keep holding on to. 
comparative discouragement? Where it's just going nowhere, discouragement. What are those places in your life that you just keep hanging on to and you keep holding out back for yourself that you just need to be able to say, listen, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not, it's not about me anymore in this thing. This is going to be about Christ. This is going to be His battle. And I'll do the work. But it's going to be His battle. Where, where are those places? And what do you need to do to just be strong and let Him do the work? What do you need to do to let him be, be your strength and you just get out there and do the work? What are those steps? And then think about the last thing. Are you able to pray right now? Not tomorrow, not next month, not somewhere down the road. Are you ready to pray today, right now, and say, this is a life change morning. I'm, I'm not going to be discouraged anymore. I'm not going to live in the past anymore. I am going to think God thoughts and be strong. What is it? Are you ready to pray right now and just give away the discouragement and just trust Christ for the outcome so we're just going to take a couple minutes this morning like we did last week we're going to take a couple minutes grab your half sheet pencil whatever you got whatever you need to do if you just think it through in your heart I don't care but just take some time this morning make this real for you and ask those questions and see where God leads you Uh, come to you this morning and we thank you for the prophet that he would be uh, as real today as he was so many generations ago 
that he could challenge us and speak to us, encourage us to be spirit strong and just do the work. And so we pray this morning that the the thoughts that have crossed our hearts and our minds, the things we've written on the page, whatever it is that is uh, giving us discouragement would just be uh, dispelled today, defeated today. And that we could uh, just completely and absolutely uh, trust you. And we do, Lord. We just surrender everything. Just like we sang this morning, that we just surrender everything. And pray that you would just unleash uh, your power and your strength in us. That we can uh, move forward confidently to whatever it is you choose. Because it's better, it's greater. Whatever you have in store is always greater. So encourage us now uh, to be strong and just do the work. We pray this and ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen.